Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 11. Woohoo! I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hello. And Tom is over in the other studio. You'll hear from him later on. So let's start the show with a little bit of... Album of the Week! Yeah! It is Album of the Week, and the choice last week was Lucy's choice of... School of Rock! School of Rock! It was. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. Good? Uh, I preferred the songs that were in the rock style, so either the songs that were by... Dewey? Dewey, thank you. I'd wanted to say Mr. Schneebly, but that is not his real name. Um, And the kids, I preferred those songs to the songs that either the teacher or his flatmates sang. Um, I liked that they kept the songs from the film very similar to the songs from the film, and they didn't try and change them too much. That was good. And the new songs that they made, I enjoyed them. So yeah, I would give it a... Four out of five, I think. Nice. I really liked it. it. And I'm surprised it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Seems a bit too normal for him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not normal. It's not a normal show. No. I don't mean that. But it's not, like, abstract or... No, it's very classic, isn't it? it? It's very, like, about normal life. It's not about something further than normal life so he's yeah. got like cats and then he's obviously got joseph um, and yeah. what or not which is not really normal life whereas this i mean i'm not saying <laughs> it happens to everyone but it is about normal school children so yeah it's something that i think is very different for him so my favorite song was you're in the band nice um yeah loved that one yeah so overall an enjoyable listen what did you think nice i love it i love a bit of rock and i know what you mean about it not being abstract enough for lloyd webber but i liked it Mm -hmm. it didn't have that artificial old style like jcs does the rock style it's very new very current very clean it's more Mm. like a pop rock than like a heavy rock but yeah i loved it i like what they did with the songs the new additions very cool very fitting and i like that they took the old songs from the film and then like you say just placed them in there didn't do too much they've obviously emptied it a bit but that's to be expected but i like it it's really good it's really really good my favorite song is school of rock it's just finishes off the show. The one that's in the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's just It doesn't finish off the show though, does it? Because no, it got doesn't. The finale song as yeah. well, which is a really cool finale song. Yeah. But I like the how show as you it. know it. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um yeah, that's like their show, their showcase mm-hmm. at the end. But yeah, I really like it. It's really cool and definitely will be listening to it again. Not sure I prefer it to the film soundtrack it's just lengthier isn't Mm. it and you get a bit more of the story in it because they do have the underscored dialogue in the album as well yeah true. whereas you don't get that with the film 
that's that's actually something that sets aside musical theatre albums from film albums that I enjoy more. I like having a bit of dialogue in Good. there. Yeah, cool. I would easily give it four mics. Easily four mics from me. It was just fun. It was just easy to listen to. Um, child-friendly, which... Always a winner. A bonus. A Brucey bonus. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, on to my selection. Oh, yes. And it's going to be something random, of course, because I chose it. Mm. And I am choosing the 2003, and I might mess up the name because it is in a different language, but Man of La Mancha. Broadway cast recording. Oh, it says 2002 recording, but then... It says 2003. Very confusing. The album cover, people looking for it, it is a yellow background with a man on a horse, but the horse is made out of the words Man of La Mancha, and it looks like he's following a star. Where did you hear about this? So on Spotify, when an album of mine finishes, Mm. it will give me suggested Mm -hmm. songs, Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch of songs, and I was like, what are these songs? And so I just screenshotted them and that's it. The rest is history. Exactly. (laughs) It creates Album of the Week. So yes, please listen along with us. Man of La Mancha, new Broadway cast recording, 2002. Tell us what you think of it. If you like it, if you don't like it, how many mics would you give it and your favourite song? We love to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media pages or you can email us. It's all an act at outlook.com. The link to both the albums is in the show notes. That was all for... Ta-da. Album of the Week! Bum, Yeah! So now on to the next section with Mr. Hazelden. Over to you, Tom. Hello, and welcome back to the movie musical segment section. Segment. Segment. I am Tom, not Jazz, not Lucy, but Tom. And uh, today is a very special uh, episode, or I guess chunk of the episode, because we are talking about one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, I've seen this film more than I've seen my own mother's face. It is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. <sighs> I mean, man, where to start? Okay, so this film is a 1971 film uh, starring Gene Wilder, not to be confused with the Tim Burton remake with um, Johnny Depp, uh, because that film is an abomination. This film, however, is, I think, one of the best films ever made. Uh, And it goes hand in hand with the fact that I love Roald Dahl. I think he tells really fantastic stories. And I think this is one of the best ones, which is why it's had so much success. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about the musical because I have seen the musical twice. And I think there's been a couple of different variations on the musical. Um, But I saw the the most recent uh, West End run. And... um, No offence to the cast, because I thought the cast were great, but the musical just wasn't very good, unfortunately, which is why it didn't last all that long. There were so many really great ideas and aspects and elements to it, but it just didn't really come together. Um, Some of the standout moments were the Oompa Loompas. Um, 
you know, they they were all done in these kind of because obviously they're sort of these miniature sort of people. Uh, they they did this really great sort of illusion trick where um, the ensemble used hands uh, as feet for the Oompa Loompas. So they had these amazing dance numbers and they, they were kind of like puppets with human heads um, and human hands, but the feet weren't operated by the dancer's feet. It was operated by another member of the ensemble's hands. And I, I thought that was a really uh, great sort of part of that. Um, the, the pure imagination at the end, it was fantastic. It was a really nice moment. And they had some really cool visual tricks, especially they, they used some fantastic projection. I don't feel like that was talked about enough, really. Um, so I do just want to kind of, I don't want to talk about the show too much because we're here to talk about the film. But um, I do think there were some really great moments of the show that could do with being remembered. And um, if there are any other iterations of Willy Wonka on stage in the future, which I'm sure there will be, I think there's some things that should be carried across. And I don't think the show is a total failure. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a big show to take on. And they tried real hard. I just think they missed the mark. You know, they. you look at Matilda, for example, and Matilda just achieved something great that both the film achieved and the book, whereas the film and the book of Willy Wonka achieved something great and the show didn't. But maybe we'll get there one day. Anyway, let's talk about the film. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, this is directed by Mel Stewart. Um, it stars Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, um, who is... The perfect casting. A um, little bit of trivia, I guess. He said he absolutely hated the Tim Burton version. Um, he could not stand it. And I mean, I'm with him on that one, but each to their own. Um, but anyway, Gene Wilder is just Willy Wonka through and through. And I don't know if it was genius casting or genius acting or a mix of the two. Probably a mix of the two. Um, but... Yeah, you will never get a, bit, a better Willy Wonka than Gene Wilder. Um, some other people we've got is the uh, benefit fraud uh, Grandpa Joe, played by Jack Albertson. Um, I think it's really great to see older people uh, in roles that kind of have that sort of childlike wonder to them. And uh, you can write about it in the books, obviously, because you can do anything in a book. Um, but seeing it practically done on film is... Um, is really cool, and they had some really great, some really great casting for for Grandpa Joe. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Um, also, shout out to all the kids in this film. So uh, I'm not going to list them all because obviously there's there's like five or six of them, and I mean, looking at them on IMDb, they've all grown up now and have different headshots. So it's it's kind of hard to to pick them out just just quickly. But um, kids in the performing arts world, I don't want to be mean, but they're usually annoying as hell uh but well i mean okay they are in this film too but they're supposed to be and i just think uh we should all have a moment of uh what was i gonna say a moment of silence it's not what i meant moment of appreciation just for how great the kids are in this film um obviously they're all grown up now i'm pretty sure the guy that plays charlie is like a vet or something peter ostrom um and I also think Peter Ostrom sounds like some sort of medication for like hair loss or something. But unfortunately, that is his name. Anyway, um, yeah, just I think the kids are, are absolutely fantastic and they are also really great casting. They sort of embody the characters really, really well. Um, 
some nice moments between Charlie and his mum, which is kind of cool. I don't really remember that in the books, but I haven't really read the book in I don't know how long. Um, there's some amazing quotes in this film. It's so quotable. And also, um, as I'm sure you will have seen online, very memeable. There's the condescending, condescending Wonka, um, things like that, you know. Uh, they parodied it in an episode of Drake and Josh, if anyone ever watched that. Um, we are the music makers, one of my favorite quotes. And one of my favorite and most terrifying scenes is the uh, the scene on the boat. I never remember that, when they're going through the tunnel on the little paddle boat and Wonka's singing and it's mad and it's very scary. And I, yeah, surprised I sat through it as a kid. Um, I want to talk about costumes. Let's do that first. Um, costumes are... The costumes in this film are so iconic, right? You, you see the the purple sort of jacket and the the top brown sort of top hat, and you know who that is, and the cane, of course. You know that's Willy Wonka. Um, it, it instantly iconic, I think. Um, also, I can picture without even looking. You know, you've got sort of Veruca Salt in her red dress with the white collar, and um, I can see Mike TV in his like white. Uh, white jumpsuit that he wears when he gets shrunk down and the the goggles um the umpa lumpers i mean so iconic um i think the tim burton film tried real real hard to be different and stylized but it just could never live up to this film really and uh yeah i remember the umpa lumpers they they were all one person i think cgi'd in that film to look like multiple Whereas obviously these are uh, lots of different people. Now I think I've read something about the people because they I, they they had dwarfism, uh, the people that they used, and I've I've read various things about sort of how they were treated and things like that. So may, maybe take this film with a pinch of salt because you know it was made in 1971. If you haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. 100% go and watch it. Um, yeah. I have so much to say about this film. It's fantastic. Um, a couple of bits of trivia that I know about this film uh, is that the um, <laughs> the Chocolate River, I think, was made with real milk or, or chocolate or something like that. And apparently it smelled horrific after a couple of days and they all just had to put up with it. Um, also, the, so the book, I think, is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whereas this film is called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I think the reason, if I remember incorrectly, the reason they had to change it was something to do with the war. Because in in um, Charlie is like a, a war term and uh, it was a bit too close, I think, to the... to Maybe it was the Vietnam War, potentially. Um, that was around that time. Um, but they changed it to Willy Wonka instead of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because they didn't want it to have any negative connotations. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, it goes without saying, I don't really have much to say about it, but the the music and the songs are incredible and the set is, oh, that room where everything is edible is just fantastic, the chocolate mixing room. Nothing will ever beat the first time of me seeing that. Um, I absolutely love it and you should go and see this film. And if you don't like it, then... Um, we're not going to get on too well. Anyway, uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about Annie. So we're going to keep going down these sort of like childhood musical uh, route. Um, we're going to be talking about the original Annie. I haven't seen the new one yet. So maybe we'll get around to that one day and we can compare the two. Um, if you did like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and you want something similar, 
I recommend checking out um, Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's a brilliant film and obviously also based on a Raoul Dahl story. Um, there's also The Witches. They recently remade that, which I haven't seen the remake yet. Um, let me know what you think if you have. And obviously there's The Old Witches with Angelica Houston. Um, yeah, just anything Raoul Dahl, really. James and the Giant Peach was fantastic. They did a SEO trot special on telly with Dustin Hoffman and Judy Dench and James Corden. Yeah. Anyway, uh, out of five stars, I'm going to give this a five stars. I'd give it more if I could. In fact, I think I gave another film more. So this film is going to get 60 billion stars. Why not? Anyway, uh, have a wonderful day and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. So just to finish off the show, we are going to have a little discussion because... Recently, the trailer for a movie musical has just been released. That movie musical is Dear Evan Hansen. Lucy and I watched the trailer. What did you think of it? First thoughts? Not what I expected. Interesting. But I don't know what I expected. Um, I think because we've seen the stage show, you just when you then listen to the album, you have that image in your head. So hearing the songs as you know them with different visuals, because obviously it's a film, it has to be different. Just, it confused me a little bit. (laughs) It's almost, when you watch a film, I feel like you get more of a 4D experience. Okay. Not a 4D experience, that's not what I you mean You can have a 4D experience if you want. Was somebody breathing on your neck whilst you were watching I don't it, mean or? that. No, you get a like a, more of a 360 visual. Okay. So the camera will turn as they turn around the room so you get a wider view of the surroundings. I know <laughs> yeah. this sounds really stupid, but the way Dear Evan Hansen is set, if anybody's seen it on a stage... It's there's not a lot of set. It's all quite simple. It's bare. It's quite bare. Um, so to see it in a house that had like a kitchen, it was just it it draws your attention to different aspects, and it kind of made the characters seem different to me, seeing them in an environment. Because in the stage show, you don't really get a feel for their environment that much. Interesting. You do for the parents of... um, Connor? Yes, thank you. You do get a bit more of an idea of their environment. But I don't know, not so much Evan Hansen. You do of his bedroom, but not of his like whole house. Yeah. That's probably a very weird thing to draw from it. But Interesting. It, I think it's going to be a very different watch than the stage show, and not just because it's a film, but I think it's going to give you a lot more information than the stage show does. Yeah. I think the stage show leaves quite a lot to your imagination. Interesting um, you say that. And, and also, even like the um, Fall Forever scene, you know, when he's talking about if you haven't seen Dear Evan Hansen, spoiler, um, but, you know, he's talking about climbing the tree and 
in the show, there's no visual of that. He's no. not in a forest. There isn't a tree. Whereas in the trailer for the film, he is in a forest and he does climb a tree. True. So you see a lot more rather than imagining a lot more. So I think that's going to be the main difference. I'm excited for it though. Really excited. I am also a bit worried because I absolutely love the stage show. And like with anything, when they go on and do something else, it's always a worry, is it going to live up to the hopes that you have for it because of your views of it from your experience? But yeah, we shall see. It looks good. What did you think? Do you know what? I am completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, exactly what I imagined in my head was exactly all of the things that they showed in the trailer. Mm. Crazy. Even down to like the sofa being brown. Like it was crazy. And they're, they're like cabinets in their kitchen. Yeah. I imagined them to be older because they're an older family and they have more money and it was just bizarre to watch it and go, that's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, it's not that I didn't imagine it that way. I think it's that I just didn't imagine it because I more focus on the emotions of the characters when I watch something and the set wasn't really, I guess it didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, true. Because it's such an emotive show. But it is interesting that you were like, yes, this is what I pictured. Yeah. Interesting. It is very interesting. interesting because those who haven't seen the show, the show is very reliant on tech for a lot of the set, correct? Would you say that, Lucy? Yes. Yeah. So we have a lot of um, like LED boards and and things like that, that will be a visual for something else. Yeah. There, There was not a lot of, it's like scene changes are more to do with screens LED screens yeah. rather than like bringing in a flat. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so, yeah. And everything, from what I remember, is on a spoiler alert, is on a floating stage. So, each of the scene changes, you don't see any people moving anything because they're it's all already, electronic. Yeah, it's already yeah. on there. It's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. There's not a lot to change, really, is no. there? No. No. But it is cool. But interesting. A question, I have to ask it. Do you think Ben Platt is too old to play Evan Hansen? That is a hard question. Um and I look forward to hearing what you have to say because I'm a bit on the fence with this. Okay. Um, and what you say may influence my decision. But the reason I'm on the fence is because I think, A, if they had anyone else play that part, everyone would have been raging. <laughs> he is so, so famous for that role. Mm-hmm. He does an incredible job. On stage, is it easier to make him look younger? Definitely. In a film, can he get away with it? We'll find out. Yeah. Would it have been nice for someone new who isn't known to be given the chance to play this amazing role? And yeah. there'd be someone else who could be in, you know, the spotlight? Maybe, but I think they've made a good call. But there's nobody else within the film that is well known 
from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have well-known people at all. No, I think it's, I do think it's ultimately actually good they've had him because it is so iconic and it's iconic to him. Mm. Um, tricky question. I don't know. I'll get back to you once I've watched the film on that one. Okay, fair enough. How old is he? Good question. So he's playing, what, a 17-year-old? Mm, roughly. 16, 17. Roughly, something like that. So Ben Platt is 27. No, so he's not that old. No. I do actually. I'm older than Ben Platt. But oh, this is, that is... I don't mean this is in a horrible way, but he, I think he looks older than 27. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was older than that. I, yeah, I would have put him in his 30s, probably. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah. I think... He is a little old, and I think there are other Evan Hansons across the world. Oh, there's Evan Hansons everywhere you go. That are younger than him, that look younger than him. Mm. And could they do equally as good a job? I well, don't I don't. They're already know. playing the part. But he is he is the face of Evan Hansen. He is OG. He is OG Evan Hansen. But we shall see. I think his performance, his vocals, and his acting is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But... Has he done film work before? Do you know? Uh, only, like, cameo roles, I think. Mm. So... Because, obviously, theatre acting and film acting are very different things. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah. So he was in both the Pitch Perfect. Oh, of course he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my goodness. Pictures. Yeah, I didn't even, like, put two and two together that that was him. Yeah, crazy. Um, yes, he has been in... In loads of stuff. So that's not a worry then. Lots of things. Yeah. We shall see. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Mm. It's my favourite musical. And... I hope it lives up to expectations. From what I've seen in the trailer, like I say, everything that I thought of for that show already matches up. Shouldn't disappoint then. No, so... <laughs> they showed a lot in the trailer. Yeah, I they did. I didn't think they left much. But only if you know the show. show. Mm. If you've just listened to the soundtrack and then you saw that trailer... I think you'd be wondering what else there is. Mm. But as we've listened to the soundtrack, seen the stage show, and now watching the trailer, I think we're like, well, what else is there? But we shall see. We, we shall, shall see. I'll be watching it as soon as it's available. Yes. <laughs> as soon as it is available. And it is available from the 22nd of October. So we've got a little while to wait. Yeah. Oh my God, that's ages. How will I last? Yeah. In the UK, that is. Might come out in America a little earlier. Mm, True. We shall see. Exciting times. Exciting. So, yes. Very good. Wonderful. Lucy, thank you for your time. Thank you.
for your laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, thank you for your time. And thank thank you you for the music. Yeah. The songs we're singing. Oh, I see what you did there. Very clever. And thank you for listening. We appreciate all of your support and with us in these very difficult times. And I hope you are getting back to seeing a show and enjoying theatre. We hope that's the case. Wonderful. Thank you. We shall be in your ears again soon. Bye. Bye. Bum, bum, bum.